Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. You want to know something else? This is really weird. I went to see his sister Nora to talk to her about it. But I couldn't. I stopped myself. She changed too. Do you think I'm crazy? Do you want to go see my friend, David Kibler? The psychiatrist? Not like that. I mean, you talk to him, I mean, he would put things into perspective for you. I'm not crazy. No, 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 I'm serious. He would eliminate a lot of things. He would eliminate whether Jeffrey was having an affair, whether he'd become gay, whether he would, uh, had a social disease, whether he'd become a Republican. All the alternatives, all the things that could have happened to him to have made you feel that he had changed something that he was doing. You know what I mean? You want to go see him? You think I'm nuts? I don't think you're crazy. Can you still do the thing with your eyes? If you're not crazy, you can do the thing with your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) You're not crazy. This is delicious. You're a great cook. What time, Jeffrey, getting back? said not to wait up for him. Do you want some more wine? Welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. And this week, we reviewed the movie about the emotionless pod people who think they have it all figured out. And no, it's not a movie about podcasting. It's 1978's Invasion of the Body Snatchers. But first, he's the conspiracy nut who contemplates the cover-ups in the comfort of a sauna to my food enthusiast who holds the health of San Francisco in their hands. It's James. How are you doing, James? Are you... Are you... Saying that I am your Jeff Goldblum? No, no, I am not saying you are Jeff Goldblum. I am saying you are a character that Jeff Goldblum portrayed. Let's make that absolutely clear. You know what? I'm okay with that. Yeah, that that's actually pretty pretty accurate. Um, I need to go get in a mud bath every every after every show. But you know what? Uh, 2020 was invasion of the podcasters. <laughs> And he's the guy who runs through the streets of the Golden Gate City screaming about the end of days. It's Rob. How are you doing, Rob? <laughs> no, no. You were the guy that got hit by the fucking car. Yeah. All right. You weren't you weren't a pod person screaming. Jesus. Which Rob. fun trivia about that guy. He was the original pro, uh, protagonist. <laughs> protagonist. <laughs> words are hard. Yeah, words are hard. Protagonist from the uh, first movie. I don't care. Yeah. What's happening around CBC <laughs> this week, James? Uh, happening around CBC. We're still looking for at least one podcaster for Bad Gamers Anonymous. If you're interested, go to creatorbringcandy.com. Click that apply button. If you know somebody who might be interested, uh, they play video games, uh, send them to creatorbringcandy.com. Click the apply button. And while you're there, why don't you check out while I shill for myself for once? Go check out Simply Stogies. Simply Stogies is a much different side of me, a side that is more calm, 
basically because I'm talking about tobacco uh, and cigars, which are the love of my life. If I could marry cigars, I would. Uh, check that out. Simply Stogies. I'll go to simplystogies.com. We've got reviews uh, of both cigars, lounges, products uh, that are all cigar related and even pipes for some reason. But check it out. Simplystogies.com. Go to creativebraincandy.com. Check out all the episodes. Simply Stogies. And that's all that's going around uh, CBC right now. Although I think Rob might uh, have uh, the Rona going around CBC here pretty quick. Yeah, sounds like it. A uh, quick question I for you. I am patient zero. Isn't it illegal to hoard wives? Mm, only in states that don't rhyme with Utah. <laughs> okay. Rob, you got any news for us this week? I do. Uh, first one is uh, there is a reboot in the, in the works uh, of Buck Rogers starring George Clooney. I've heard about that. <laughs> In fact, <laughs> thanks to SP, I now have the uh, Buck Rogers theme song running mm-hmm. over and over mm-hmm. in my head. Mm-hmm. I hate you. Suck. I Suck. haven't watched it. I haven't watched it yet. I didn't want it in my head. Why would you not want that song in your head? Number one, it's amazing. Number two, George Clooney reviving this 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 series would be amazing. I love me some Buck Rogers, and I love, and I mean love me some Wilma. Yeah, oh, Aaron Gray. Aaron Gray. Yeah. Yeah. Baby, call me. I don't care how old you are right now. I'll just I'll look at pictures of you from Buck Rogers. Oh, uh-huh. what a smoke show. What an absolute smoke show. I hope George Clooney does this. I hope it's amazing. I like George Clooney. I like him in most everything he does. He seems like a down-to-earth guy. This would be a guy. George Clooney's one of the celebrities. That And if you know me, you know that I hate celebrities. Like, I absolutely just loathe them. I think they're vapid, useless people for the most part. George Clooney is one of those guys I'd sit down. I would like to enjoy a glass of wine and a cigar with because I think he seems pretty down to earth. He seems like a fun guy. He doesn't He doesn't drink wine or smoke cigars. He uh, He has coffee. Okay. I'll try. You know what? That, That's even what, what better because that? I hate uh, wine. Nespresso. Nespresso. Yeah. Nespresso. Whatever. He can make me a coffee out of his stupid Nespresso maker. I don't give a shit. As long as I can sit down, have a cigar, and drink a cup of coffee with the guy, like he's on the list. Uh, and I would like to talk to him about this uh, Buck Rogers reboot. And let's let's get a hottie McHotkins to play Wilma, and let's let's do this fucking thing and make it great. Would you do a cameo appearance on a Buck Rogers reboot? Yes, one hundred percent. Yes, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even demand that I have to have a cigar. I would just be like, fuck it. Yes, I'm in. Like, put me in one of those stupid white suits. Like, I don't care if I look like the fucking Pillsbury Doughboy or fucking <laughs> the Marshmallow Man. I don't give a fuck. Like, I am 100% all in on on cameoing in a, uh, uh, a Buck Rogers reboot. Let's make this happen, George. Come on, Georgie boy. Give me a call. Yeah, I'd love a Buck Rogers reboot that was a little more serious and, and you know, a little more modern in tone than, than the 19, what was it? It was like 1980, 81 when that first run happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know what? The let, fir- first season of that was pretty good. Um, yeah, you know, was. I watched it as a kid whenever it came out and then through reruns throughout my childhood. Uh, the second season kind of sucked. Never seen Here, it. Here's an idea. Make me the voice of Dr. Theopolis and just let me be me. Dr. Oh Theopolis needs to have a fucking attitude. 
Like that, there's my pitch. There's my idea. Make me the voice of Dr. Theopolis and let's fucking go. I think you you should have whoever play Twiggy. No, I can't do Twiggy. No, I can't do it. See, no, it doesn't work. But I can do Dr. Theopolis. Yeah, but he always did that. That Bitty, bitty, bitty. Yeah. 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 I can't do that. Uh, But Dr. Theopolis, I could totally pull off because I would just tell Twiggy to shut the fuck up. (laughs) We'll make Rob Twiggy. Yeah, make Rob Twiggy. There you go. I'm all I'm all in on this. I think it's a great idea. Let's let's I, I hope it happens and it's fantastic. And even if it's bad, it'll be fantastic. Yeah. Rob, what else you got? Um, well, since uh SP gave us the Buck Rogers uh scoop, I figured I'd just go ahead and play to his uh his ego. Um there is uh reports that uh Agents of Shield is being discussed to return to Disney Plus. Nope, I'm out. <laughs> uh, with the previous continuity intact and other people coming back that were part of the show. Why? Nope, I'm out. I don't know. Why not? I don't need another Phil Coulson show. I really it, don't. No, no, no. Probably not without, probably without Phil. You know, it probably be, there's, there's talk that it's mostly, most likely going to be Quake. part of the, the, the space portion of it. So it'd have, uh, sword. it'd have Quake and, yeah, Sword. Um, Quake's hot, I guess. Oh, yes, she is. Yeah, but I still, I don't. I lost so much interest in that show. I Who really is did. Quake? I Chloe don't Bennett. remember that. Yeah, Chloe Bennett. Chloe That's Bennett. Uh, Sky, Sky. She went by Sky, Sky. or yeah. Daisy. She had like eight names. In she really show. did. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I. It's not that I didn't care for that show because I think it had moments of being really good, especially the first few seasons when it was actually part of the MCU and they were they were making it that, and they there were tie-ins to the movie. Uh, once it lost that connection, it kind of went off on its own separate little area of the universe. Ugh, just ugh, ugh. If you're gonna bring Ghost Rider back, it better be fucking Nick Cage. You like there, Nick? There's Cage's talk about that too. Ghost Rider. There's talk about they're trying to get Nick Cage. I like Nick Cage. Period. I. Why do you not like Nick Cage? I like Nick Cage. Don't get me wrong. I think Nick Cage has done a lot of good stuff. I think Nick Cage has done a lot of really shitty stuff too. And I think Ghost Rider <laughs> kind of falls in that latter category. <laughs> Have you seen, speaking of Nick Cage, have you seen on Netflix, The History of Swearing? No. Oh, oh. As soon as this podcast is over, (laughs) I invite all of you to go to Netflix and and binge watch uh, The History of Swearing. Nick Cage is the host and he's fantastic. He's absolutely brilliant and I love it. You've got to watch it. All right. I'll check that out. What else you got, Rob? Uh, last thing that I got is this is all for James. Um, it was announced that a brand new series is coming out to NBC um, this spring. It was uh, announced at the TCA panel um, last Tuesday. Uh, it is called Debris, and it's a uh, UFO-based yeah. mystery drama about an ominous alien wreckage strewn ominous. across the Western Hemis- <laughs> Hemisphere. Did you mean ominous? Yeah, that too. Ominous. <laughs> I was sitting there going, what does ominous mean? Ominous. <laughs> that's, that's, that's me fighting through the uh, the nasal the COVID I got going on. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. Uh, pieces start to mess with the laws of physics, so Jason's out. Um, yeah, and, okay, this sounds like a, a weird X-Files bullshit. 
Uh, it is described as a tantalizing mix of X Files yep, and nope, Men I'm in out. Black. I'm out. I don't. No. No thanks. You didn't like it, the X Files. I love the X Files, but if 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 it's not going to have Scully, I don't give a shit. And it's not really the X Files. It's X Files meets Men in Black. Hashtag No thanks. Uh, they're both great on their own together. I don't see that mixing very well. And also, I can just watch uh, UFO uh, documentaries on Netflix and, and documentaries. Uh, <laughs> look, man, <laughs> I I've I, you know what. I love doing this show. I love this show. I love everything about this show, but I hate it when you, when you poo poo my conspiracy ideas, the aliens are real. Okay. They are real. The lizard people are real. Sasquatch is real. Uh, the Yetis are real. The, like, it's all real, man. It's all real. Isn't Sasquatch and Yeti the same you thing? Can't, you can't tell. <laughs> no, they're different. They're different parts of the world. Dummy. Yeah. One's brown and one's white. Come on. Right. One oh, lives in the bad. snow and one my lives bad. in the honeycomb. Uh, that is underneath the earth. <laughs> oh my God, what lives in the honeycomb? What the hell, I, dude? I, dude, my dad is all about like this honeycomb theory that the earth isn't solid underneath us and like with a molten core, it's just a honeycomb. And I make fun of him all the time, like that's, with giant that's bees, the dumbest fucking conspiracy theory ever. But then I was watching this thing on Sasquatch, and they were like, Sasquatch, that's where he lives, and he only comes up to forage for food. But he lives in the honeycomb wait, wait, wait. Uh, that's under the earth. And if he lives in the honeycomb act- under the earth, doesn't he have all the honey he could eat? It's not really a honeycomb. It's just like Swiss cheese down there is what they're they're saying. Well, it's then like doesn't he have all the Swiss cheese he could eat? It's not actually made of Swiss cheese, you moron. Listen to the words that are coming <laughs> out of my mouth. Anyway, he's actually uh, he's actually uh, Sasquatch and probably Yeti as well. They are uh, prisoners, uh, alien prisoners, and apparently Earth is the penal colony. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I would rather watch it, but I hate that you poo-poo that stuff. Like, you can't tell me that all these pilots that have seen all these strange things throughout the years are all wrong, that they're just, they're they're all imagining things. You can't tell me that. I have no problem admitting that they probably saw something strange that they couldn't explain. How about the guys uh, that the movie Fire in the Sky was based on? Where they all saw it, and the one guy disappeared for days and then shows up. You can't tell me. That something unearthly happened to him. You're right. I can't tell you something unearthly happened to him. Okay, because I'm just telling you, there's a lot of evidence that points to there's something going on. Is it aliens? Maybe. Probably. I don't fucking know. I just know that it's 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 real, that it's a real phenomenon. And I would just like, uh, I would rather not be poo-pooed every time I bring it up. Okay. Well, I'm not promising anything, but who's ready for a pod crawl? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Uh, let's All do right. it. We can call it, I don't know, say a pod crawl. The pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Excellent. Insert it deep. Pod crawl. Kind of like a space suppository full of information. On planet prophylactic, the condom trees are in bloom and ejaculate their spore into space to be carried by the solar winds to a fertile earth. The seed falls from the sky and impregnates the local flora, creating a beautiful but deadly flower that wishes to take over the world. A microbiologist for San Francisco plucks a pretty flower pod from its host and brings it to her warrior's loving boyfriend, Dr. Jeff. The next morning, Jeff seems stranger than normal, but Liz heads to work to meet up with caper specialist and man determined to rid the streets of San Francisco of rat turds, Matt. 
Liz tells Matt that something is up with her boyfriend, and Matt laughs it off as her needing therapy, so he brings her to celebrity psychiatrist Dr. Spock, I mean Dr. Kibner. Kibner tells Liz she's just looking for an out, a way to break off her relationship with Jeff, and illustrates this fact by assaulting aspiring writer and conspiracy nut Jack. Jack heads back to the bathhouse he runs with his wife Nancy, who just so happens to be finishing up a full-body massage on a regular. Jack takes a turn in the sauna as Nancy closes shop, and runs out when she screams after finding a body covered in cat hair laying on the table. Jack calls Matt and Kibner over to investigate, but when Kibner heads to the bath, the body is gone. Jack was feeling a bit sleepy and chapped earlier, but seems to be fine now, but the strangeness has Matt horny, I mean worried, for Liz, so he heads over to her house to check on her. Instead of knocking on the front door like a normal human, he breaks in and sneaks upstairs past Jeff, who is watching the 70s version of the Weather Channel, which from the looks of it, is much more exciting than today's Weather Channel. Anyway, Matt finds Liz drying out on the bed with a doppel Liz in the balcony garden covered in cat hair. But Liz doesn't own a cat. Matt starts to think something is wrong, and kidnaps a comatose Liz to his place, for safety reasons, of course. Matt calls the police and heads back to Liz's house with Kidner and Jack, leaving Nancy and Liz behind, because this is too dangerous for the womenfolk. When they arrive, the police have found no sign of another body, but Jeff decides that he doesn't want to press charges against a crazy guy who broke into his house and stole his girlfriend. Back at Matt's, Kibner gives Liz some sleepy juice, and Matt invites Jack and Nancy for a good old 70s-style sleepover. However, before the orgy begins, Matt falls asleep on his lawn furniture, where there happens to be some very large pods growing. It turns out the pods are like nature's 3D printers, and one of them connects to Matt's USB port to start replicating him. Fortunately, Nancy, who wants to get this orgy thing on the road, went looking for Matt and wakes up the neighborhood with a scream heard round the world. When Matt wakes up, Doppel Matt seems to die, but he makes sure the gerb is done by caving the skull in with a hoe. Matt attempts to phone a friend in Washington, but his call cannot be completed as dialed, as they've blocked the phone lines as well as the streets. The four escape the house and run to the docks, but Liz and Matt get separated from Nancy and Jack. They try to head to the airport, but are stopped at a checkpoint, and then flee back to the health department. Nancy still wants to party, so she and Matt take enough speed to give a rhino a heart attack, and then wait around until the pod people come and find them. Pod person Kibner gives them some more sleepy juice, but thanks to their stroke-inducing speed hits, the sedative just brings them back to level, and they kill pod person Jack while locking Kibner in another room. They run into Nancy on the way out of the building, who has figured out how to blend in. All they have to do is show no emotion and walk around like they just don't care, thus forming the model behavior for Gen X. The ruse seems to work, and they line up to get a pot of their own to care for and raise, only a hobo-headed dog breaks Liz's in, and she and Matt are on the run again. They hitch a ride in a truck that takes them to a warehouse, where they are cultivating pods. Matt spots a possible way out of all this mess aboard a cargo ship, but Liz breaks her ankle climbing some steps, so Matt runs ahead to scout things out. The ship is a no-go, but when he gets back to Liz, she's fallen asleep and gone chapped. Matt can't wake her up and, like all offspring do, her pot sucks the light bright out of her. Naked pod person Liz chases Matt back to the warehouse, but while he's there he decides to burn the place to the ground. Barely making it out of the place alive, instead of just one naked pod person chasing him, he has dozens. He takes refuge under a pier, while pod people scurry overhead. Matt heads back to the health department the next day to cut out recipes from the local paper, he follows a pod person procession towards City Hall, and Roll Matt comes across Nancy, where he lets out his twist-ending pod person scream, when she tries to talk to him, credits. Alright, 1980, oh, sorry, 1978's 
Invasion of the Body Snatchers. It's a uh, based on the novel that was written, I think, in the early fifties. There was also a 1956 version of this movie. Um, in fact, like we mentioned before, uh, the protagonist from that movie made a little cameo appearance. Uh, you know, warning everybody that the uh, pod people were coming, uh, and then got ran over later. So, what'd you guys think? It was all right. Uh, meh. It was good. It was it, it was a good, okay movie. I, I don't hate this movie. I hate the way it ended. Uh, I hate uh, how I had to watch it. Uh, uh, but I didn't. I didn't hate the movie. I don't. I, there are a couple of plot things that I didn't. <laughs> I didn't really understand, and I'm sure we'll get to that. But for the most part, it was like if you haven't seen this movie, and I hadn't, you should probably go watch it if you're a fan of sci-fi. Was, I think it's a good sci-fi movie. It was a good '70s show. 70s movie right i mean it it had all of that yeah it was it definitely has some 70s dna in it i mean you can you can tell that it was done in the 70s just by the dress and the cars but i think for the most part the the movie holds up i mean the the special effects are still fairly decent you don't. You don't think so. You don't think the way that they they portrayed the uh, the initial pod flowers after you know the space jizz yeah, came like, down. Look, look. I, <laughs> and I want to. I want to. I want to mention that because um, I've got it written down here as a note that uh, this looked like a poorly made health science film that you would watch in school. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean I that's exactly that. what I was thinking. As I mean, yeah. first two seconds, and I'm like, are we watching? jizz like float around what the hell's going on yeah i didn't care for the opening i don't i don't think the opening uh uh, stands up and how how does that thing how do they survive re-entry into the atmosphere yeah yeah that didn't make any sense to me i mean i i understand them getting away from the current planet because it looked like it was it, it had little to no atmosphere i don't understand how it made it through ours yeah yeah no i don't i don't either i didn't yeah, there was a lot of things I didn't I didn't like, but I did, I liked the movie overall. I thought it was all right. Um, it was a little it was a little slow getting started. Yeah, the, uh, the, there were it the, was very slow. There were getting definitely started. slow spots in this movie. Yeah, um, I think uh, the pod people didn't look that great as they were growing. I'll be honest. I uh, and the and the guy's head on a dog that. That was weird. I thought shit. that that I, that yeah. I thought was actually pretty good. I mean that that kind of made for me this, jump for a little bit because they they shot to that dog and then the dog looks up and you see this dude's face. <laughs> I mean, for I actually kind of jumped. It was a little good, bit. but not not for 2021. Not not for 2000. Well, no, I mean there would be a, a much better 1999 special effects production <laughs> on a movie like no. this. <laughs> No, 94, it would have been much better. Much uh, better. I don't know about 94. I don't know. I mean, wasn't, when, when, when did Cameron to do out? it? When, when did Abyss come out? Because, <laughs> dude, we just did Abyss. And you don't remember when that came out? It was Look, like 84. I scrubbed, I scrubbed my brain after, after each uh, recording. Oh, this is made 80s. Every day is a brand new day for me. Oh, my or late God. 80s. Every day. You know what? That that makes a lot of sense, Rob. That that actually explains quite a bit. Thank it you. explains a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, I try. I try. Yeah. So James didn't like the ending. I thought it was 
I thought it was okay. I mean, it was kind of a, a clever twist. You watch him uh, go back to the office and do office things, and it seemed like he was trying to blend in with the pod people and and act as one of them, but really wasn't. Um, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the twist, but that's just it. Just ends on a twist, right? That's it. It ends on a twist. And now the one chick who wasn't the protagonist at all is the one that survives is the one who survives. And she doesn't even survive all of it, obviously, because he figures it out and he starts doing that weird scream at her. And so obviously you just you assume that she is then turned into a pod person, which then you're left to assume that everybody on the earth is now going to be turned into a pod person. Right. Yeah. So it doesn't it doesn't end. There's no satisfying ending. It's just, oh, look, twist. Did M. Night Shalamalamalan fucking write this? <laughs> no, Shamalama Ding Dong. Whatever. It was just dumb. It was just, I, I didn't care for the ending. I was like, oh, look, twist. And then it ended. I'm like, well, this is stupid. So you got to wonder. So the actress is um, uh, Cartwright. Uh, is it Brooke Vic? Adams? No, Brooke Adams oh, was Liz. Oh, oh Nancy gotcha. was uh, Vic- Veronica Cartwright. Veronica Cartwright. That's it. Yep. So, Brooke Adams. Brooke Adams. So fun fact. I was very upset before you get to your fun fact. I was very upset that I had to watch three quarters of the fucking movie before I saw her tits. Well, yes. (laughs) So before uh, you get to your fun fact, I was going to say that uh, uh, Victoria (laughs) Adams, um, she was in Alien. You remember her in Alien? No. Oh, my God. Oh, wait. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. So she was in Alien. So. The director, the script writer, and Donald Sutherland were the only people, according to uh, the story, on this set that knew about the twist ending. So when Donald Sutherland turned to her and started screaming, that was an actual frightened reaction that she had because she she was under the, the assumption that the script was different, that he was going to talk back to her. They did the same thing to her in the cast of Alien uh, when uh, the alien burst out of what's his face's guts, they didn't know that that was going to happen. And so the the uh, reaction that you get on the film of Alien with the alien bursting out of his his stomach is a real reaction. And she's in on that, too. So you got to wonder if that actress just doesn't trust directors <laughs> anymore because well, every time she's turning around, something weird and frightening is happening to her. If I'm a, if I'm an actor. In the seventies. Now, now like it's not uncommon for actors to not know what's going on or to record or to, or, or to shoot three or four different endings so that they don't know which ending is a real ending. So they don't spoil shit for the audience. But in the seventies and the eighties and the nineties, that wasn't a real big thing. So if I'm an actor and they're hiding shit from me beforehand, uh, just to get a genuine reaction, I would think to myself, am I really that much of a shit actor (laughs) that, I can't act these th- th- like the way they want me to. So they just need a genuine, like they've got to scare the be- living bejesus out of me for me to like get what they want. Like maybe I should just stop acting. No, I think she's a pretty good actress. She's also in uh, witches of Eastwick and that, that whole her vomiting up all the cherry pit scene was really gross. She did really yeah, good. Job I've there. never seen that movie. You've never seen. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> not sci-fi don't put it on the list <laughs> it's not sci-fi you're right <laughs> all right rob give us your uh fun fact well my fun fact is you know i was i was supposed to you know i'm supposed to look through my database for um stuff for james um 
So I did my normal database search, and apparently when I put in Brooke Adams, who is the actress, um, uh, Elizabeth, um, and I added the word hot because I, I want to make sure I find hot pictures. Um, <laughs> my database came up with um, Brooke Adams from uh, uh, TNA, WWE. Um, much better than Brooke Adams, yes. who's married to... Uh, Tony Shalhoub. Yeah, I don't. I don't know who that is. So wait, wait, wait. You don't know who Tony Shalhoub is? Tony no, I Shalhoub know is. who Tony Shalhoub is. I don't know who WWE Brooke Adams is. You don't I know who WWE Brooke new... Adams is? No, Here, I just let me, let me help you. Let me help you. For Tony you Shalhoub. Go. There you go. You're upset for there Tony you. Shalhoub. Why? No, I have a whole new level of respect. Oh, for respect. Him. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. like man, it's, it's hot. Brooke Adams is hot. Both Which of one? Them. Both of them. Both of them. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and what she can do with her eyes, that's weird. That oh, is yeah. weird. Was that, you think that was real? Yeah, that was real. Yeah, that was real. I can that do that. that. 100%. Like that, you I would tell that? her, yeah. I'd be like, don't you ever do that again around me. Ever. Like, that's just weird. Stop. <laughs> like that. Yeah, was, yeah, no. That but was, apparently that, was, that turned on Donald Sutherland. Well, Donald Sutherland's a weird guy anyway. He is a fucking so weird. Curly a hair, horn stash. I was I'm not kidding. digging well, Sutherland. Hey, that's, a, that's a 70s look. I yeah. know it is. Yeah, that I know. was a classic 70s look. I, know. I want to talk 70s. about Donald Sutherland's. Uh, so I want to talk about Matt and Liz. They, they Matt s- and Liz. They, they started their. They're just co-workers. Yeah, they started the, the portrayal of their relationship. Is that like, what your wife tells you? Just, <laughs> as, you know, <laughs> very platonic. It was just, you know. It was not was, platonic uh, at all. They no, no, they're just coworkers. They started it, it did as not. coworkers, as, pl- did as a platonic. Did you think that? Yeah, I did. The entire I time? No, no, I did not. No, nope. not at all. Not. Nope. I got the vibe very did early you really? on. Because yes, I got no chemistry off of them until he started hitting on her. What movie no, no. are you watching? No, no, no. The minute the minute she went over and uh, ate um, stir fry uh, stir fry with her with him, yeah, something was up. Yeah, I knew something was up before that. He was all making googly eyes at shit. Well, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so was. my question is, you guys picked up on on some kind of chemistry well mm-hmm. before I did in the movie. Yeah, it's because you you're, that you just don't pay attention. We're, yeah, we're that's in it, tune because I don't pay we're attention. We're in tune. Right. Right. Yeah. We're in tune to the characters. I don't pay attention. You're <laughs> such a fucking moron. In tuned <laughs> to the characters. Do you well, think no, I think that we the, just pick up on the sexual tension. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, but do. do you think yeah. that the sexual attention or or them hooking up like that actually added to the movie? It kept me interested. I was just waiting for <laughs> really? a uh, love scene. <laughs> Their one oh, yeah. fucking kiss kept, kept no, you no. interested. No, no not the not. one little kiss. No, no, I'm just, I was sitting there and I was waiting her for that love scene to happen. Her boobs kept me interested. Yeah, well, but her boobs like, had oh. nothing to do with them. Her boobs came out whenever she became a pod person. Yeah, which by the way, I was very upset. I, I thought I was going to get cheated from seeing her boobs when she was in the, when the pod person was growing in the atrium. I'm like, and it was, and it was all forward. flat. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, this yeah, yeah. is bullshit. I was like, damn it. And I was like, oh. But then, but then there was a payoff later on where the actual two payoffs. person grew. Yeah, yeah, exactly. two payoffs. Two payoffs. Yeah. yeah, and I was we like, had, oh, this is amazing. We had pod person in the wind, in the reeds, and then um, pod person in the warehouse. Down yeah, yeah, yeah. Person in so the I warehouse. Was, yeah, I, 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 yeah. But I don't think it detracted from the movie because I think that was part, I think that was supposed to be part of it because I think 
And I might be way off base here, but I think what the director wanted, at least for the, a large portion of the movie, was for you to think that maybe all of this was in her head. And it wasn't no. shot. That, it wasn't no. shot that way at all. But if it would have been shot that way, like because there's that whole thing where Spock is telling her, "No, it's just, it's all in your head," and this is like. You're just you're over you're you're over exaggerating you're over analyzing these things and you're, so I knew something you're, you're was trying up. To come up with a way out of your relationship, bro. Yeah, right. I I I thought something was up with with Spock the minute he was uh, uh, oh, counseling that other chick. I mean, but I was here's like, the no, thing with he's Spock. already turned. Like if he didn't learn anything from his five years on the fucking Enterprise while they were out in deep space, like he should learn anything to, is possible. Like he should have learned to stay away from plants. Like yeah. <laughs> the the one plant almost killed him on that planet when it busted him in the face with its fucking pollen, uh, and he took a he took a fucking money shot, and then he was like, oh, got all happy and giddy and fell in love. Like he should have like learned right away, but here it's the opposite. Like he had to take a fucking uh, face shot from a fucking plant in order to become Spock and become what a, was, a, a, yeah. So emotional. My question board. is, I, I get, when was Kibner Kibner potted? Was he potted before? The oh, book yes. signing, yeah. or was that yes. after? Yes. Because he seemed no, awfully animated before. during their conversation after the book signing. He seemed awfully animated the entire time. The, the entire time, like when he got when he got uh, put in the freezer, uh, it, like he was pretty animated about that. And you could, I, I, I don't know if if uh, Namoy was uh, trying to to like play it this way, but it seemed like he was. Uh, almost fighting against it a little bit. Like, cause I think he, he didn't want to look like him, another you're gonna kill us, Right. You're going to yeah. kill us. You're going to kill us. And you could see him almost like mulling it over in his head. And I thought for a moment, well, maybe he's not a pod person. Maybe this is all a big act. And all of a sudden, like he's going to go full Spock and give him the fucking Vulcan neck pinch. And like, <laughs> he was going to help him save the world. But it was like, nah, I'm going to fucking pump you full of drugs. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, he well, really loved that fucking sedative. What was what was the leather thing on his hand? That I, was I don't I thought maybe it was going bowling. No, so that was a glove that he consciously put on for his character to make his character more memorable. Well, that's dumb. What the hell? Yeah, it was inspired by a friend of her, a friend yeah, of his who stupid. burned their hand and wore something similar and so he wore it during this movie as part of his character. He takes weird things like from his life experience and puts it into like memorable things in television shows and movies. Yeah. Like the whole, the whole Vulcan, uh, the Vulcan hand symbol is something that he saw as a kid in synagogue. Oh, no shit. Up, yeah. When he looked up and he saw like, they're all supposed to close their eyes during a, a, a prayer. Right. Uh-huh. And instead he looked up at the, uh, at the, uh, I don't remember what they call them not priest, but whatever the high priest rabbi. rabbi rabbi. Thank you. Looked up at the rabbi and the rabbi was making that hand gesture and that just stuck with him. And so he used it as the, the Vulcan uh, live long and prosper salute. Nice. Yeah. So he takes weird things. Like he's a great actor and I enjoyed him in this movie. Uh, I thought he did a really good job, but yeah, it was uh yeah. I mean, one of the like reasons they put him in this movie was to kind of break the typecast that he had gotten from being on star Trek. It yeah, was but he, weird. It was jarring because I haven't actually seen him in anything. Really? Other than, well, no, uh, other than that and uh, Fringe, right? Nah. And even in Fringe, he was very 
straight laced matter Dude, of fact. Dude, he was in a ton of stuff, and he used yeah. to do a show. I know, but uh, I don't. He used to do I a never, science show that was really it was all good before my time. He used to do a paranormal show too. Oh, maybe it was that's all what I'm thinking. Before my time, of. yeah, maybe it was a paranormal it was like show. Lock, like talk about the Loch Ness monster and and that kind of stuff. And I, I don't know if they did a Bigfoot episode, but if they did, maybe that's where the honeycomb thing came from. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, so I thought, I figured Kibner got potted after the book reading because he was he was kind of, you know, somewhat emotional or seemed to be feigning emotion uh, whenever he met them during the day at Kibner's house, or not Kibner's house, but Matt's house. Um, and then later on, right after that scene, you see him get in the car with Jeff and, and Bald Dude, and you know that he's a pod person at that point. But he seemed much more animated and much more like himself during the book signing and, and immediately after whenever he, you know, attacked Jack and threw him up against the wall. I don't think he would have done that as a pod person. Maybe. Uh, that's possible. I don't know. Can we talk about the beginning of this movie real quick? Sure. Which part? Well... Uh, the part where Robert Duvall is on the most annoying swing <laughs> yeah. set of the in the world. Why? Like, well, why? Few, why was so he on it? There's a couple of well, things. He was waiting uh, for kids. Yeah, he was waiting like that. That's just as foreshadowing. A as, as a, a priest. priest, yeah, he's yeah. on a playground swinging. That's foreshadowing for all the priests that have diddled kids. Which means that in the 70s they knew what was going on, and they just turned a blind eye to it, which they probably still fucking do. Fucking dumb. Anyway, uh, it, the most annoying swing set in the world. Like, it was sitting there squeaking the whole time. And as a guy who got stoned and watched Sling Blade and where he drugged that chair (laughs) for what seemed like forever, at the beginning of the movie, all I was thinking the whole time was, God, I'm glad I'm not stoned because as annoying as this is, it would be even more annoying if I was high off my ass. And all I could think of was, God damn, get that guy some WD-40 and let's fucking make that sound go away. Yeah, no shit. Oh, yeah, that was kind of a cool cameo by Robert Duvall. He'd apparently been uh, working with Kaufman before this and happened to be in town with, while they were filming and and they put him in as a cameo, quick cameo. He didn't get paid from what I understand for the part. He just showed up. Well, you had to put swung. on a frock and fucking swing. That right. was it. Like, what are, you, what are you getting paid for? So how lucky was it that there was a pod by where Liz and Matt were hiding out by the docks? That she fell asleep next to while he was scouting the well, cargo well, ship. How far? How far do the pods have to be? Well, when she showed up after she sucked the life out of you know when Doppel Liz showed up after she'd sucked the life out of Liz, she wasn't that far away. She was just barely over the crest. Well, I guess that that's my question: is how far away from a pod do you have to be to not turn into a pod person? That's a good question because Jack and Nancy were inside. Jack, Nancy, and Liz were all inside Matt's apartment. The house. Yeah. And, or house. And there were pods out there creating doppelgangers of them. So, I mean, you don't have to be too close. And was Jack asleep the first time the pod tried to turn into him? I think they were all asleep except for Nancy. No, in the mud bath. Oh, in the mud bath. I think he was passing out. Uh, yeah, he, uh, he, he was passing started, out in the sauna. Yeah, so right? are they showing that? Yeah, well, he got in the sauna. Don't you take a nap inside a sauna? When they were, no, when they were walking, that's how you die. When they were walking to the front after they had found the body, 
Jack started falling asleep and Nancy basically had to carry him to the front. Okay. But I, I, I guess I, they just never showed it. And so that, Oh, in like, fact, that was a- he did fall asleep because he was laying on the bed next to the body at one point and he closed his eyes and that's when the body opened its. And that's what freaked Nancy the fuck out. And she screamed, which woke Jeff up, which uh, shut the other, the body's eyes off or shut the body's eyes. It's such a weird thing that you've got to be asleep in order for the fucking pod people to bloom. Right. <laughs> it's, it's just, it, it's stupid. It's dumb. Maybe they transfer like, the consciousness the case, and memories through dreams. Well, uh, then just like if they would have all fell asleep inside that night, would they have been fine? Cause there aren't, weren't any plants inside. I don't think so because Liz's, well, I mean, Liz's doppelganger got spit out of one of those and she was asleep. So you only have to be in proximity to a pod. Yeah. And where did those pods come from? Cause they certainly weren't there when, when uh, Sutherland sat down to, and started to fall asleep. Like he locked the gate and he looked around and he's looking at the beautiful view of the city and fell asleep in his chair. And then all of a sudden there's like five pods sitting there. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Four pods, but I don't think he looked over there. Whatever. I think they were in, I think they were in shadow. Yeah. I, and I think it was Kibner that put them there. Yeah, I do too. You know, he's like, cause you know, he said, get some sleep. Yeah. Kibner you'll be, really you'll, you'll feel better. Yeah. Get some sleep. You'll feel better in the morning behind how the pods work falls apart for me. Well, that's why it's called science fiction. <laughs> it just, I don't understand how, because when she turned into a pod at the end and we got to see her beautiful boobs and like, she just fell apart in his hands. Like, did it suck? It sucked the life everything out, of her. Out yeah, of her. I guess it just sucked everything and a bone. So it, it's, every, it's like, really it cool. The consistency that they did throughout this movie, because at the very beginning of the movie, if you notice there was a bunch of that gray fucking fluff in the yep, back of yep. one of those trash trucks. It turns out that gray fucking fluff is the husk of the host body that they sucked the life out of. But you yep. don't you don't find I, that out until much later in the movie. But you see that gray fluff throughout the all the time. All, uh, spider webs, the spider webs. Yeah. They they call it spider webs. I pointed webs. that out at the uh, dry cleaning. I was like, oh. Wait, that's the second time I've seen that shit. Yeah. That's that's how you know there's a pod person around. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was really cool. The the my wife's like, there. what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, that's how you could tell there's a doppelganger there is because of all this 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 stuff there. And she's like, yeah, I don't see it. I'm like, okay, that's because she's a pod person. Whatever. You, sh- you should stab her in the back of the neck with a uh, with a dart. Oh my with God. a dart, just to make sure that scene that was so killed stupid. me. Oh my God. That's so stupid. Like my wife goes, he picked up a dart. Cause at that point I was looking at my phone cause I was losing interest quickly. And I'm like, for what? She's like, I don't know. And then he stabbed gold plump at the back of the head with the dart. And I'm like, what a dumb way to kill somebody. Yeah. I'm not sure that would have killed him either. I mean, those dart, no. those dart ends aren't that long. If you could I, shove it through his stupid. skull. I don't think it's going to do enough damage. He severed the nerve cord. I know. Attaching his skull no, to his spine. No, he didn't. Stupid. <laughs> not like, with that dart. If, why are you not just. Look, it's sci-fi. Okay. Why are um, you like at the end of the movie. Practicality goes out the window. He passes an ax on his way up the fucking ladder. Right. At the very end of the movie, when he's in the, where he's in the big greenhouse. 
And I'm like, why didn't he grab that axe? At this point, I'm thinking, why haven't they just started killing people that they know are fucking pod people? Like, I don't, I couldn't, I like, I couldn't wrap my head around that. And I couldn't wrap my head around, why isn't he grabbing an axe? He's obviously going to need an axe. And he goes all the way around and like fucking does this. Like, he's got to shimmy his way across the fucking ceiling of this big giant warehouse. And he, uh, and then he picks up an axe. And then when he picks up the axe, the fire alarm goes off. I'm like, what? Why are there axes, number one, on the ceiling? It doesn't make sense to me. Number two, why would it set off a fire alarm? And three, does nobody have a knife? Oh, oh wait, they're probably in California. Knives are probably banned. Yeah, this was San Francisco. Yeah. So that's why when he asked, do you have a gun? Dumb. He was like, no. <laughs> yeah. I like when he asked, I looked at my wife and goes, I go, they're in California. Nobody's got a fucking gun. They're all banned. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, just, I don't know what makes, it was. And then he drops the axe after he fucking cuts the lights. And, like, well, that's he was the done. Best way. That's he the was done. best way to destroy pods is just let the lights fall on top of them to start and a fire. It's just stupid. Uh, he drops the axe. I'm like, you're you. As soon as you pick the axe up, you set the alarm off, and all the pods looked up at you because they knew exactly which axe you had picked up in this warehouse that obviously has multiple axes for some reason. And, they know where you're at and you drop the fucking ax. Like, why are you not taking that thing and just starting to hack these motherfuckers? Like it didn't make any He's sense. He's a to health me. inspector. Oh, give a shit. And how did he pick a fucking turd out of that fucking soup at the beginning? I don't know. That was a, that was a caper. <laughs> it was not a caper. Not a caper. It was a caper. God, what a, uh, like there are just things about this movie that drove me nuts. <laughs> Those were, a couple of them. Yeah. Wow. One of the things that drew, drove me nuts was there was so much running in this movie. I could have used about half or even less. Dude, their less cardio the was awesome. Oh, I know. And they were running in the worst fucking city to run in, which is San Francisco. <laughs> and, it's and nothing but goddamn hills. San Francisco. And they were in dress shoes. Yeah. And she was in heels most of the time. Fucking oh, running. man. She put, she gave Bryce Dallas Howard a run for her money. She was, she ran and caught up with a fucking truck in no heels. Shit. I was, I was amazed. I was I was absolutely amazed. The other thing that amazed me is pod people don't look underneath shit. Yeah. Yeah. They're not very thorough searchers. No, they're terrible. Terrible searchers. Yeah. The, the movie dragged a no. little bit, especially during the running scenes where they were running from here to there. I mean, they got some great shots of San Francisco. It was really cool location shots. But I've been to San Francisco. I've seen, you know, a lot Why? of the touristy sites. I don't need to see what, them in a seventies movie. Was there poop flowing through the streets when you went? No, no, didn't see. Well, no, he, he checked the yeah. He checked the app to make sure he could avoid those things. <laughs> um, I would have liked to have seen more investigation by these people. I mean, he was a health inspector. She was a microbiologist. There was a psychiatrist and a conspiracy theorist. I mean, come on. This this could have been a really cool kind of investigative right. or psychological like, thriller. It's not like they didn't have access to a lab. Right. And so it's just stupid. I would have I would Ugh. have liked to have seen, you know, more plot involving investigating uh the the pod people, how it works and and maybe possible ways to to stop them instead of just running through San Francisco for at least a quarter of the movie. Okay. I want to ask, what's the runtime on this movie? I was like right at two hours, wasn't it? Uh almost two hours, yeah, because I started I started about two hours thinking I had okay. enough time. Uh 115 minutes. Yeah. Is it is it is it story time with Crowley yet? 
Oh, yes. Jesus Christ. Let me tell you a fucking story, okay? So last night, I'm like, I, I need to watch this stupid movie. Uh, where's it at? And I saw that that Rob had, instead of posting porn like he normally does in our in our uh, little chat area on Discord, he had posted uh, a link to the movie on YouTube. And I'm like, well, I could watch it on YouTube, but then I got to fucking deal with commercials. So Did you not I, see the other stuff I posted? I, I look, Rob. When you post stuff, the you only tune thing, out. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, it's like when you're, you talk. You're, you're lost. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I was like looking to see where else I could get. I could get it on Voodoo. I could rent it for like four dollars on Voodoo. So I go to my Voodoo account, log in, and, and go to rent it. And they're like, "Oh, sorry, we don't, we don't take the Walmart payment anymore. Uh, we'll send you an email, and then you can, then you can update your payment thing options there, and you can, you can rent the movie." Never got a fucking email from Voodoo. Like had them resend it like three times within 20 minutes. Fucking never got an email from them. So I go to Amazon. And Amazon's like, well, you can watch it on Pluto, but you got to download the app. I'm like, what the fuck is Pluto? Well, it's not a planet. It's not. So I download the stupid app on Pluto. And I go to watch it every 10 minutes. There's fucking 10 minutes worth of goddamn commercial. Oh my that's God. How it's, that's how it's free. Yeah. <sighs> you should have read my messages. I don't, I don't ever want to read any of your messages unless there's boobs attached to a picture. So if you okay. want me to read From something now wrong, on, that's I will, how you're going to have attach. to. Yeah. Do they have to, do they have to be girl boobs or can I do man boobs? No, no, they have to be. Why would, why would I want man boobs? I, want I, I don't know boobs. which, I don't know which way you swing. Uh, no, you do. You absolutely do. Left to right or right yeah, to left? $4 Apple TV flawless experience. I, I'm not doing anything Apple. Fuck Apple. I only do Android. Really? Yeah, I don't do anything you guys, else. They didn't you have guys it on wasted Google Play? Your, no. You wasted your $4, huh? It's too bad. No, I watched it for free on Pluto. It took like well, no, I'm, two I'm and a half saying hours. Jason, Jason wa- uh, wasted his $4. It wasn't a waste. I watched the movie. I got what I played, yes. paid for. Yeah, I would have been I would have been happy paying for it without I like I hate commercials. Like I am so used to not having commercials because everything is you know we do Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, CBS All Access, all that bullshit or Paramount Plus, whatever the fuck they're calling it now. It's not we, Paramount Plus yet. Soon we we do all of that. I haven't watched a commercial in probably three years. Uh, last night I was forced to catch up on all the commercials that I missed. <laughs> I'm just happy at political season's over and I didn't have to fucking watch any of that bullshit. Jesus, that story time with Crowley's over. That was very that, was, that that story was a bit better than last week. Look, last week had nothing to do with anything. I was unprepared for the story. That was the best story that I had had. This is now the best story I have this week. Sometimes there's going to be great. Look, I can't always just shit out fucking podcast gold, Rob. All right, every well, once in a while, me to be a turd. No, I don't. I expect exactly what I get from you. Podcast soil. That's exactly what I expect. No. And that's exactly what I get. Okay. All right. Uh, One of my final questions. How fucking heavily does Liz sleep? I mean, her boyfriend was converted to a pod person while she was in the bed next to him. It it sounds like it's a relatively um, uh, quiet experience. Really? Did you not see the (laughs) pod like puke Donald Sutherland's doppelganger out of it? Yeah. Yeah, He didn't wake up. He didn't wake up. Well, I thought he was in some kind of trance because his eyes kept rolling yeah, in like the back of his head. He was the one head. getting duplicated. She wasn't the one getting duplicated when she was in bed with her boyfriend. 
Well, and here's the thing. Where did the giant pod come from? Because all she had was the little tiny pod. Well, I feel it like fallen out of the glass whenever yeah. it grew big enough. She, he was cleaning up broken glass the next morning. Right. Yeah. Which was your clue. Uh, I, no, I have clue, a feeling. Yeah. I'm I, thought, say I thought he knocked it off or something. I shouldn't even say it, but I'm going to, but I feel like maybe Liz, uh, like she's just used to being drugged all the time. I, yeah, I can she see was that. getting, she was getting drugged left and right. And know. why is Spock always have these drugs? Like he's worse than Bill fucking Cosby at this point. He's always got those fucking things on him. Yeah. That's, that's kind of a curious question. He, he has sedative on him all the time and he apparently knows how to inject it really quickly. That I'm telling you right now, that character was Bill Cosby before he was potted. Maybe. Like he just seemed like that kind of guy, right? Like full of himself. Uh and obviously Goldblum hated him. So I, I'm just telling you, that's what that's what he did. <laughs> that's the kind of guy he was. So Oh my god, Goldblum looks so young in this movie. <laughs> Wait. Wait. Were you enamored Wait, with hold him? Hold on, hold on a second. What? Yeah, my wife goes. Are there any is pic- he, like a teenager? <laughs> no, you were supposed to take pictures of you hugging the gold plume pillow while you watched this this flick. That's true. You were. You I said was. it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? Where are the pictures? Well, they're not posted yet. No. No. On That's, Tuesday, because he hasn't because he hasn't done it yet. He hasn't done <laughs> he's it. He's gonna, gonna, he's gonna get done here. And he goes, shit. I promised. I gotta get this taken care of. Just make sure of. you're fully clothed. I don't need Please. like that. Yeah, I don't need that pillow strategically. We don't. Placed. Yeah, we don't. No, we don't. No. We don't. No. That wasn't part of the deal. No. And make sure you wash that pillow first too, because I have a feeling no, it's kind of no, crusty no. at this point. No. What? What? Yeah. 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 Or and after. You're awful. And before and after, please. We're not the awful. one with the unhealthy obsession with Jeff Goldblum. We're always on to some the next hot woman. You just keep putting Jeff Goldblum fucking flicks on this list, so we have to watch everything. I'm he's not ever putting done. Jeff Goldblum flicks on this list. He's just done a shit ton of sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> All right, James, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. Is Invasion of the Body Snatchers more sci-fi than 112263? In Invasion of the Body Snatchers, there are uh, space jizz that turn into pods that then, like, birth (laughs) weird pod people. Uh uh, in 112263 there's a there's a there's a closet uh so yes uh invasion of body statues more sci-fi than 112263 <laughs> rob you got a haiku for us this week i do uh, this one is titled head shrink do you feel crazy are you republican See a doctor. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> what? That didn't even with the fucking movie. <laughs> I don't know. No, yes, you... it does. How? Did you not hear that? Okay, there was that whole there was that whole uh, quote in there when um, uh, Sutherland was trying to convince Elizabeth to go see uh, Kipner, uh, and he said he said that uh, I don't know maybe uh, about. Um, 
about his, her boyfriend, right? And he goes, I don't know. Uh, maybe he can help you figure out if he's, um, and I am quoting here, maybe he's uh, gay, a Republican, or just plain crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I totally missed that. Those were the I words. I totally missed that. I did not. I, I heard the gay part. And I heard the yeah. crazy part. No, I no, the Republican was in the Republican there too. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, Republican was in there too. I was like, oh my bashing, god, Hollywood bashing the right since fucking nineteen seventy eight. Yeah, fucking Hollywood. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I can't believe you guys didn't catch that. All right, who's got awards? I have awards. <laughs> yeah, Rob, yeah, got who's got your uh, Black Lung Award this week? I went ahead and I just gave it to Doc Cottle because this took place in San Francisco and they're not allowed to smoke there. <laughs> they're not allowed to do anything there. James? Right, yeah. Uh, Doc Cottle gets mine because for some reason in 1978, nobody was smoking? What? Right, yeah. Doc Cottle's getting mine too because I saw zero people smoking in this movie, which is an oddity for 1978. That's just... Even in San Francisco in 1978, I just can't imagine there not being any smoking. Yeah, no, that that's a, like everybody smoked in 1978. All right, James, who's got your uh, head lush this week? Uh, my head lush goes to, uh, you know, I, I don't know, Liz or Sutherland, both of them for drinking uh, while making stir fry, I guess. Okay, Rob. Oh. Yeah, I, I gave it to to Liz for um, having wine and stir and stir fry. Okay, um, so yeah, mine's gonna go to to uh, Liz and Donald Sutherland for. I mean, she she went over to talk about her her boyfriend being weird. He offered her stir fry and she took wine. So yeah, she's she's definitely getting my my head lush. Rob, who's got your player this week? Uh, I gave my player to. Um, uh, Matthew, uh, for wanting to get into Elizabeth's pants since the very beginning. James? Yeah, that's too obvious. I actually, so I, I had one, but I, I'm changing it based on our conversation today. So my my original award was going to go uh, to Jeff pre-pod person because as soon as, uh, as soon as Elizabeth comes home, like he starts making out with her and I'm guessing they had sex and then they went and had, he went and had a shower and then he wanted to have sex again. Uh, but she was like, I'm reading Tee. And he was like, fine, <laughs> fuck it. Uh, but instead, uh, I, I think the award's going to go to Spock uh, for Bill Cosbying the shit out of women all around San Francisco uh, before uh, turning into a pod person. Okay. Um, mine's going to go to, well, I don't know who. I, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence here. I don't want to give it to Matt because he's. It, it was only until about the second part of the movie that he seemed to be interested in Liz. And then he went out of his way to like kidnap her from her house and kind of Stockholm syndrome her in the lab. So I don't really feel comfortable giving it to him, but I'm not sure about Kibner. Liz. Was she f- Kibner? Kibner? Well, I mean, yeah, Kibner had all the ladies during the, yeah, I'm going to give it to Kibner. He seemed yeah, like a player. I mean, he was, he was surrounded by ladies and Man, he would I then didn't... fucking, he would then fucking give him, give them drugs so he could do whatever he built Cosby to shit out of him. It just makes sense. Yeah, I'm not man. sure about know. the Bill Cosby thing, but it is awfully convenient that he had sedative on him all the time. <laughs> I didn't know we could, uh, we could work out our awards on, on well, the fly. Yeah. 
man. How, how did you not that know time. that? I'll, I'll remember that next time. No, you won't. No, I won't. you don't come prepared anyway. So <laughs> what are you talking about? I had an awesome haiku that totally made sense with the rest of the movie. I can't help it if you guys, and for the record, I posted a quote. And did, yeah, I or, saw your quote yeah. because it's right below boobs. I know. <laughs> I told you. I told you told me boobs <laughs> if you want me to read something. Yeah, there so you go. I did you, it. You listen. Yeah. All right, uh, Rob, who's got your, uh, or I'm sorry, James, who's got your purple hippo? Uh, my purple hippo uh, is going to go to all of the pod people because they just seem fucking weird. Rob? And I I was just going to give it to uh, River Tam because there wasn't <laughs> any real like hallucin- hallucinatory experience or anything like that. Are you fucking other serious? Than people were get- other than people were getting replaced. But I mean, whatever. Yeah, but after they got replaced, like she even said, she's like, no, nah, man, he was right. Like, like, it doesn't hurt. Like, he was right. Like, let us make you a pod person and everything will be great like that it right there it's like you retain all of your memories you retain your consciousness but now you have like this symbiotic relationship with this essentially a parasite like that's the head trip man that's the fucking head trip yeah but they don't have emotion at that point in time so there's no head trip for them or don't they no they they can certainly mimic it they can mimic they it. Don't. They well, said they that there's no it, anger or fear. Or too. They basically all became sex. You know, pod versions of data. No, How data do they was reproduce so much once they become pod people. Oh, we saw that at the beginning of the movie. That's right. Right. Health science yeah. Condom trees. Yeah. 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 Health yeah. science at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Well, and then, yeah. so what do they do? Do they just like, I guess here's my question. Do they just rip the planet of resources and then move on or what? Like, no, I mean, they rip know. the planet of resources and then they splooge all over the planet <laughs> and then the planet ejects it out into the uh, ether. Yeah, that makes zero yeah. sense. All right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so mine's going to go to Liz because she got she got drugged like three, four different she times. Got roof- <laughs> she was roofied the entire time. <laughs> yeah, she was. Yeah, so, I mean, she got... Yeah, she got drugged several different times. In fact, she also knew where all the speed was. It's a good thing that they took five. Right? Jesus Christ. What the hell? What the fuck was that scene about? He's like, what is it? She's like, speed. Like, just, that's fine. Just take it's, speed. It says take to one. take one. We're going to take five. No, okay. If you want to take five, <laughs> that's fine. But you take one. Wait till it wears off. Take another. Wait till it wears off. You Don't take five. Like you have five. a lot it's, of... Uh, you have a lot of experience with speed, Rob. Um, no comment. <laughs> it's not the same thing as a sugar rush, okay? It's not like yeah. when you eat a fucking uh, fudge, uh, fudge round. So much, I, I feel so much better after I've had a fudge round. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you do. All right, it's time to pick next week's movie. Who's picking the number and who's telling me when to stop? Uh, I got the number today because last time we had to go through like eight different titles oh you think you're gonna do better oh i am gonna do better well what number are you choosing Um, better you better choose two for boobs there was well no i'm gonna choose four because i saw four boobs all right the number's four james tell me when to stop stop oh my god i don't think he even clicked i was clicking you (laughs) dip okay oh Oh, god damn it uh this is going to be a question to you guys. 
Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right. So what we picked is the original sci-fi story, Frankenstein. Now, my question is, what version of Frankenstein are we going to (laughs) watch? I, Frankenstein. <laughs> it's the newest version the, of it. Are we going to watch the version. I want the newest version. Film? No. No, we want the one with the uh, I Frankenstein with what's his face? Uh Two-Face. <laughs> oh my god, that's such a terrible movie. I know, but you know, if we're going to have to do this, we are going modern, damn uh, it. No, well what are our options? So the 1938 flick and then what? Um, let's see. So there's 1931's uh Frankenstein. There's, <laughs> there's 2010's bikini Frankenstein. Oh, Done. Let's, Done. No, that's Wait, not we got to see if we can find that. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, there's 1994's science fiction horror, <laughs> oh, yeah, Mary Shelley's buddy. Frankenstein. Oh, my um, God. That was so terrible, too. <sighs> Just do 1990. I, I'm all for 1994's Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Like, they try to... Pay, like, like, they try to... to Ride the coattails of Bram Stoker's Dracula, or Tales from uh, uh, the whatever that vampire movie was. Yeah, Bram Stoker's uh, Dracula. Yeah. All right. Well, next week we'll be doing 1994's Mary Shelley's. Can we do Frankenweenie? What? <laughs> Frankenweenie? No, no, we're not doing. It's a, Franken- it's a Tim Burton. No. It's a Tim Burton no. show. No, no, come we're on, not doing. No, no. That's all we've got for this week. Our intro and outro music is welcome. He's not even going to say which one we're doing. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave us feedback on our Discord channel at smokinganddrinkinginspace.com forward slash Discord. On Twitter at Satis underscore podcast. Or you can email us at smokinganddrinkinginspace.com. If you'd like to throw a few nipples our way, you can become a Patreon supporter by going to smokinganddrinkinginspace.com forward slash Patreon. And make sure to visit Creative Brain Candy for more great shows and other creative works at creativebraincandy.com. For this week, I'm Jason. Um, So rat turds, capers, same thing. I'll tell you what, that gives a new definition to the word ratatouille. Gross. Ratatouille. We'll talk to you all next week. (laughs) 